Hey, it's Mark Scott from Trickster, hanging out with my good buddy Joe, right here on the Rock and Roll Coffee Show. Crank it up! Welcome to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode number 47. I'm your host, Joe Sebelia, and tonight my guest is Mark Knight. You may know Mark from his band called Bang Tango. He was a lead guitar player, founding member of the band. But tonight, we're going to be talking to Mark about his new album he has with Mark Knight and the Unsung Heroes. The album is called Days of a Dreamer. just came out on February 16th and is available everywhere. Why am I talking so fast? I don't know. If you like listening to this show and want to show some support, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us over there at R&R Coffee Show. You can also visit us on our website at rnrcoffeeshow.com. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. That way you'll be up to date on all our great guests. I do want to apologize because I did cut off about 45 seconds of this conversation at the beginning, but... You know, things happen. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Businesses, a lot of musicians, a lot of not being able to play live. Not like anything's changed, really. But yeah. for some reason, it just felt like um, if I let 2020 pass and give it a couple months and kind of cool out and um, bring it in with a, a new year and, you know, hope for <clears throat> the, the future to be better and things to kind of lighten up. But uh you know, here we are. It's, mm-hmm. it's not much different, but uh, it just felt like a better time to put it out. Okay. Okay. Now, who's playing on the album with you? Who, Like, who are the Unsung Heroes? So, so basically, the Unsung Heroes are a collective group of different musicians that I've used throughout the years that have been in the band or have been in the live band, have been part of the recording process, that, uh, doing my songs. Um so it's not an actual like group of, you know, four guys or five guys. Um, it's it, it, presently it's, it's uh, me, Edward Chemowski. He's the drummer who produced the record with me. Uh, Kyle Stevens, who plays in Bang Tango with me as well. And um, Eddie Montez is playing bass at the moment. So that, that was the initial recent lineup of unsung heroes. But uh, when going in to make the record, I brought in a lot of um, players I'd play with in the past, like Reeve Downs from Rhino Bucket on bass. Mm-hmm. He played some tracks. Um, uh, Warren Luthien, he played with us for a while. He was uh, an English beat. He came in and played bass on, I don't know, probably six tracks. So I kind of just, and Eric Sable played keyboards. He was in um, the Unsung Heroes and Mark uh, and uh, Worry Bees, some of my older bands. So I kind of brought in, a, I have like a kind of a, a group of, of musicians that I bring in here and there to kind of fill out the sound that I, you know, to make it the best record it could be. Mm -hmm. So do you bring them in based off the song and 
you think whose plane is going to fit it the best or how do you make that decision? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for the most part, I played all the guitars. Um, and then I brought Kyle Stevens in. He, he played like uh, on three songs, I think. Um, but, um, you know, some guys just don't have the feel for certain songs like on, on bass or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I bring in the guys that would, would fit the song best that I feel. And, you know, I'm so like blessed to have these guys that are willing to play on these songs and different, you know, variations of styles. Um, and a lot of them I had play, they, you know, like Reeve Downs lives like overseas. <laughs> so right. some people like they're all over the place, but, um, yeah, yeah. To answer your question is, yeah, whatever works for the actual song, um, I think of the of the guy that can play it. Um, Edward played drums on um, the whole entire record. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Edward and me did, like, I did all the guitar, most of the guitars, and he did all the drums. And um, different vocal. I also had some special vocalists that backed me up. And uh, my friend Angie sang back, uh, actually did, like, a duet with me on the last song of the record called um, Party's Over. She came in. She's a, a great singer and a stylist, and um, I kind of want to do something a little different with her. Uh, my daughter, actually, Scarlett um, Knight, she sang background with me on a song called Open Wounds. So I had different background singers, Keith England, um, uh, my buddy George sang on a couple, too. So there's di- there's different people I'd use for different songs. Mm-hmm. How long were you making this record? How long did it take you? Um, you know, I started like demoing this two years ago, I think I want to say I demoed all these songs at my house, just me and acoustic basically. And, um, it took like, uh, about, about two years to, to finally finish it. I think I finished it probably three months before I released it. So it was actually done, you know, um, I don't know, somewhere in November in 2020. Mm-hmm. Now there's 13 songs on this record. Um, did you have more to choose from, or did you put all the songs um, one you song? One song, actually, once there were two demos that didn't make it to even going into like recording for the record. Two songs, and then there was one song, the 14th song. Um, we actually tracked, but uh, decided to like shelf it. Mm-hmm. Now the first song, um, don't tell me. Rusty Bones, correct? That's it, yeah. That's a killer opening track, I think. Oh, that, thank that, you. That groove and that riff, I, that's a great song. <laughs> right on. Um, <laughs> that's why we put it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it kicks off the album well. And then you go right into your wise choices. Now, you put that out as a video already. That was kind of the first single. we I released Wise Choice like uh, in, in January, like January 26, just mm-hmm. the song. And then, then we did a video for it and... Yeah, that was kind of like the single, if you want to call it, uh, just to kind of give like an introduction to the record. Uh-huh. Did, your daughter did, directed that video? Uh, yeah, Scarlett, she directed the video, yeah. That must have been fun. Yeah, you know, we were talking about it one day, and she's like, you really need to put a video out. I'm like, I don't know videos. I don't, I don't know how much they really serve a purpose for for my music these days. And she's right. like, no. And I'm like, all right, Um why don't you, you know, go for it like do your whole trip on it. So she kind of did kind of a real, uh, lo-fi kind of indie rock vibe to it. And she even styled the way I dressed and the whole thing. It was like her whole trip. I'm like, you know, that's like, she's really like, like current. She's 19 year old musician who's yeah. got her own little career started. So I'm like, right. yeah, go for it. I'll go with it. Let's do it. 
that's where that happened. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. What, um, now when you're writing your songs, there's a lot of storytelling going on. A lot of your songs are the storyteller type songs. Um, you know, where do you get your inspiration from? Is it from life experiences or how you, how are you writing those? I mean, the answer to this question, like I have a million different answers because different albums, I, I put out so many different records that a lot of it's, a lot of my like past songs are written about other people and characters I've met in touring and traveling and, um, and crazy wacky friends of mine. Um, but like recently, you know, with, with being locked down and all this weird times, um, I've written a lot about the past, my past and some of my, uh, people that, um, of things and choices I made in the past that maybe affected people in my life. And also about my, you know, perception of the present and, um, my hope for the future in things to get better. You know, that's mm. kind of where these songs are kind of based, but then there's also some storytelling about like a crazy, you know, scenarios in some of my friend's life that I like, like picked off of like uh, another man's woman, for example, that's mm -hmm. like d definitely about somebody else, not, my, <laughs> not me. <laughs> and, you know, and then, uh, what else? Let's see. I'm thinking of some of the songs, you know, um, yeah. Like, uh, like rusty bones is about a, a, a friend of mine. That's an old song actually, but I re re yeah, I, I recorded that years ago, but we brought it back and redid it. Um, yeah. So, are some of these other songs, have they been around a while or are they all new? For the most part, the whole record's like new songs, <clears throat> but there's a couple that, you know, as a songwriter, you collect songs over the years. Sure. And some of them don't see the light of day. So sometimes you look back at your catalog of songs that and demos that you've never put out and think, oh, that's a great song. I should revisit that. So, uh, so Rusty Bones was actually a song off a, a worry beads record that we put out years ago called iron spitting horse. And it didn't make that record. So we revisited the song and, um, kind of did a, a new version of it, basically, you know, a couple of rewrites vocally and musically different vibes. Um, open wounds, a great story behind that song. Um, so I wrote that like, oof, I want to say 20, three years ago wow! Uh, when I lived on the beach in Malibu and um, I had done this demo called sound scraps on like my little four track. And it was a collection of like 10 songs. And I lost the, I completely lost this, this cassette of it. And Tig Kettler, who plays with me in bang tango, um, he had came across that collection of songs called sound scraps. And he goes, Hey Mark, I found this, this cassette of yours you sent me. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't. Oh man, I'm like dying to find that thing. And he goes, "Let me send it to you." So he sends me this cassette, and that song "Open Wounds" was on it. And I'm like, "Oh, this song. I forgot about this song." <laughs> so I rewrote, you know, half the lyrics and, and changed it, and that that made it to the record. So nice, good story. Yeah, it's funny how things like that can happen. Mm -hmm. Things things stick around, and then all of a sudden they find new life. Exactly. Yeah. Now, did you record this all in your studio? So uh, we For did the, the drums part? at uh, we well we did the drums at Adam, Adam, my friend Adam Hamilton he's great engineer producer sure. works with all mm -hmm. those people he was in LA Guns and done tons of stuff we went to his studio to get the drums because the drums are the hardest thing to really get 
recorded properly at a home yeah. studio. Mm-hmm. So we did those there. And then I did all the guitars, all the vocals um, at my home studio, at my house, you know, cranked up the amps in the garage and sent mics out there and brought them into the control room. And bet the neighbors love that, huh? You know, we did afternoon sessions and, you know, a couple people would come by. <laughs> You've been cranking that thing all day. But for the most, you know, we didn't do like late night sessions because we didn't want to like rock the neighborhood. But yeah. uh, plus we like baffled it up and made it like real soundproofy kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And you're still married, so it didn't bother the wife. <laughs> she don't mind. <laughs> she, she's, in her, she's in her room. She's got, she's got her whole thing going on over there. <laughs> plus there's like I said, we got isolation. I got like. Um, a lot of like sonic foaming and stuff to keep it quiet, but we managed to get some really good guitar sounds um, at my house here, just cranking yeah, it up did. and going into another room. And um, all the acoustics, you know, that's easy to record. But um, some of the bass tracks were done. Um, people played um, on it from you know their own home studios, and they'd like send us files, like sure. Yeah, Kyle Kyle from Bang Tango actually played on a couple songs. Um, he sent it in from Vegas and where he lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and mo- mo- most of the bass were kind of like sent in through files, and we just tweaked them to fit the song. Sure. Now you did get great guitar sounds on there. I mean, what were you going Thank through? You. What What did you use? Uh, I used a variation of different amps. Mainly, I used a Fender Tone Master Head, which is kind of Fender's. Um, old boutique classic um <clears throat> through a 412 cab and just mic'd up the one speaker and cranked the thing and that ended up to be like the workhorse for the record i also also used a my old marshall from my bang tango days it's a 79 mark ii 100 watt mm-hmm. um super hot rod and thing sounds like Van nice. Halen over the top. Use that for like uh, a couple songs like Rusty Bones and um, uh, what's the other song? Uh, Fools Like You. Some mm-hmm. of the heavier stuff on there. Mm-hmm. I use that. Not a lot of that, but and that was really it. Mm-hmm. So any of these songs, which one's uh, your favorites? Got to have some that you like more than the others. Oh, I mean, I, I absolutely, you know, I, there's so many of them. You know, um, it's a tough question, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I like, uh, believe it or not, I like a song called uh, Checking Out. That's one of my favorites on this. That's like, yes. probably like, it's like one of those deep cuts that like people are going to be like, what? Um, I like. Um, that starts with the percussion, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I like that one. Uh, yeah. It's just a, like, like lyrically, I just got out what I wanted to say. Um, you know, I like, uh, I, I like all of them, really. Uh, there's some that didn't come out quite the way I wanted them to come out, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would approach them a little differently, but you know, um, what else? I like, uh, a thousand times, which is kind of a weird track, but, um, I always like that one. I like, uh, days of a dreamer. I like, um, uh, um, wise choice. Obviously I put that one out first. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I like, uh, other, uh, another man's woman. That one's came out really cool mm-hmm. for like a rocker. Yeah, you had a, a variety on there, I thought. You had some rockers, and then you had, you know, like your storytelling, I guess. Like, uh, some of them remind me, like, the Wallflowers. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, you know, that kind of vibe. And then, tell me if I'm wrong, but, like, Judge Me, you know what? The vibe I got from that was, like, a, um, a social distortion type vibe. Wow. <laughs> 
I would have never thought that. Yeah, but yeah. I love I love you know Mike Ness and those guys, yeah. but you know that song like the demos. If you're the demos of that, it was like real Stones influence. That's like open G guitar and like real. Uh, it was like a Stones riff. I thought, and the whole vibe of that song was like Stones, and it, it just kind of came out a little bit like more rock than I expected. That's mm-hmm. one of those songs that kind of went that way with the way we produced it. Um, but right on, man. Social yeah. D, hell yeah, yeah. See if you hear that one again, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> now, your album cover, right? You posted about that the other day and saying that was on the strip, that photo? Yeah, yeah. That was so, so basically my wife, uh, Samantha, she came up with the concept. Like I, so it's, I kind of like try to bring everybody in my family kind of involved in this a little bit. Um, and basically like she does like all the business and handles all the merch and all that. And she, I'm like, hey, you know what? Scarlett did the video, so I'm like, Hey, why don't you just do like the art direction for the cover? And she goes, I feel this is a real winter, dark, kind of moody record. She goes, um, I love to get like a wet street in, in like, you know, a city, you know, that was her vibe kind of. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get the wet street, but <laughs> we went down <laughs> and we went down in our, in our friend, our friend, uh, Andrew Stewart. He's this amazing photographer. He, uh, we got him to shoot the cover and he lives right off the sunset strip. So we went down there on a Sunday night and sure enough, uh, we captured that photo and there was like nobody on the road on sunset strip on a Sunday night, which was bizarre. Um, and you know, I don't know. They worked me, man. We were out there for like two hours. Were you? Yeah. They're like, cross over here, cross over there, do this. (laughs) And finally, like, you know, we went back to it, to his, uh, to his house and we looked at the photos and, and we saw that one and we're like, that's the one, you know? That was probably the first photo we took too. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been easy. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. But yeah, <laughs> so it, it's kind of cool because you know it's kind of like a haunting of my past of uh, a Sunset Strip mm. guy, and that's where I kind of got my break. And here we are on Sunset Strip with nobody out there, and me like in the shadows and this you know dark long coat, and you know no. Yeah, it's 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 kind of yeah. No, it it, it works. works. Yeah. yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, you know, coming from Bang Tango and that whole, uh, that whole scene, did, did you find it hard to separate yourself from that? You know, not, you know, there were, there were moments, I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years on my own, so yeah. I've been crafting my own style forever. And, you know, I, a lot of like, part of me would be like, oh, you need to dip back into doing that so you can get more success because you're from Bang Tango and da, 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 you know. So I went through a lot of that throughout the years, but I always stayed to the course of being a singer-songwriter once I discovered it. And, you know, I would I'd still bring in a lot of guitar work and a lot of um, you know, rock and riff aspects and like I kept it, you know, um energetic at times but like still tell the stories and do my my acoustic singer songwriter trip and try to blend it all into one Mm -hmm. so um yeah there were times when you know i thought yeah maybe i should just go like you know join a join a band and play guitar only but you know i kind of like stuck to this for all these years and did other things to make ends meet and not you know, try to be like the hired gun guitar player that, you know, I have yeah. plenty of offers. I just think, nah, I'll just, I'll just, you know, build furniture in my garage and play guitar and sing my songs. Sure. And I stuck to, I stuck to that for 25 years. And, um, you know, 
that makes uh, that makes you happy though. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, end of the day, here I am at fifty six, and I'm like, hey, yeah, people are digging this new record. It only took me twenty five years to get it across to people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I put out a lot of material. I've got nine records I put out with you know my solo stuff and different different bands I've created on my own, singing and writing for. Yeah. Now I haven't heard all those albums, but I've heard a few of them, and I got to say that this one is probably my favorite one so far. Well, wow, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Do you do you um does it bother you when people bring up the past when you're trying to promote this album? You know what? This record so far, I've like embraced a lot of old fans that are Bang Tango fans, and nice. they've come around. They've really come around on this now because they've grown up too. So their music tastes have changed. Mm-hmm. And they they realize, you know, there's nobody going to me, oh man, you just need to play Bang Tango stuff, man. You know, you know, it's become plus we just you know, Bang Tango did this reunion and we're kind of like, you know, uh back together again in a sense, you know, with the original guys. Right. But nobody everybody's been really supportive. Like all the Bang Tango fans, not all of them, but a majority of them have kind of like gone with what I've done and it's taken a while to kind of convert them to my new music mm-hmm. and and this record has some you know some rock and stuff on it so it's not like hey that's the guy that wrote these songs in Bang Tango you know now they're like oh okay you know it's a it's a different voice of course and a different uh, sure. lyric substance and melodies and all that because I've taken over as the singer but um you know it's it's come around but you're at times it was kind of weird yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well what do you say we play one of those songs off the album hell yeah all right let's do uh let's play rusty bones the first Sounds song good. off the record okay yeah all right rusty bones from mark knight and the unsung heroes off the new album days of a dreamer here it is
That's Rusty Bones by Mark Knight and Young Sung Heroes off the new album, Days of a Dreamer. I love that song, Mark. Awesome. You, sa- you said that one's been around a while. Um, yeah, I, it, it didn't make a record years ago yeah. um, called Iron Spitting Horse, Worry Beats, but, um, you know, we revisited the song and um, and um, changed it up and made it made it what it is now. So, yeah. When you, when you come up with a riff like that, is that something that you just came off the top of your head or did you sit down and write it? Uh, do, you, do you remember? That one, you know, I don't, you know, I could, I could write riffs all day long and some of them I, they, I think are great. And then I listen back and I'm like, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> that was one of those really weird riffs that I thought was kind of different and kind of, kind of cool. And like, um, it stuck and you know that's mm-hmm. that's how that one came about yeah cool now all these songs on the album or have you been playing these on your pirate cove sessions <laughs> no i don't you know i i kept all this record material real like locked on the lowdown i didn't play them ever live um i do a couple songs here and there throughout those pirate cove sessions but i didn't want to like expose all these new songs because i wanted them people to hear them fresh with full production and the full band. Um, but I plan to play them now, of course, cause the record's sure. out. So, you know, I did like wise choice. I did like open wounds. I did every once in a while, mid July, I played I did, songs that were kind of acoustic appropriate for pirates cove sessions. I did, but not, not, not many of them. Mm-hmm. So what's the plan for the album now that it's out? I mean, yeah, there's not much you can do as far as, you know, touring and stuff but what's the plan any plan um the the plan is basically just to talk to people like you and, and the podcasters are uh coming around they want to talk to me about this get get it out on social media as, as best as i can it's like it's like me my phone and my production crew my wife and, <laughs> and uh and basically just promote it any way we can, you know, um, sure. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do some more live, sh- uh, live feed shows here at the house, like Pirates Cove sessions. And then I'm actually going to go out and play some local wineries in the area that are, um, open to live entertainment at the moment. Um, and do those just to kind of get out and play in front of people. I'm not expecting a whole lot of people to show up, but, um, just to get out and kind of play it acoustic, not mm-hmm. with a band. But, um, you know, kind of day gigs outside. Um, got a couple of those booked. Um, and then uh, just keep talking to people. I mean, maybe do another video. I don't know. Just try to, like, uh, try to build it on the Internet and uh, social media as best I can. That's all really we can do. Yeah, yeah. Now, you put this out on your label. Is that correct? Yeah, Knife Wounds Records. Yeah, it's me, and okay. my, me and my wife started a label years ago to mm-hmm. put out my stuff. And sure. We do everything here, you know, everything's like self, uh, you know, mom, pa style. We just like, you know, get the orders. We got a whole system. We got, um, you know, uh, just, we just do it ourselves and we try to handle everything because, um, no sense in getting involved. We've had some offers to do some, some people have a, want to invest money in it, but, um, you know, this day and age, it's like, I don't want to like owe anybody anything for this. I just kind of want to keep it like in house. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah, I was going to ask about that if if you know the decision to put it out on your own or to shop it around or whatever. But you know, I mean, it'd be nice to get some like bigger distribution through like one of these labels, but um, then you enter a whole different like 
kind of business aspect to what you're doing and is it beneficial at this point? I don't know. I, right. I it's I'm like up in the air with a lot of this. Like like you know, do I sign a record deal with one of these labels? Do I? You know, um, not like anybody's like knocking on my door <laughs> at the moment, but you know things things progress. You know things get out there and people start taking the stuff. People come around and yeah. But it's it, it's really I don't know. It's pretty was pretty much we can do it all ourselves at the moment. And it's got to be kind guys of guys like you, you. helping me out and like promoting it and have me yeah. on your shows. Yeah, you know? do what I can for you. Thank you. It's got to be weird uh, thinking about like you're setting up all this press with podcasts these days, whereas before it used to be magazines. Yeah, you know <laughs> that came with a price though, because you have to pay a publicist to do that, right? So basically, you pay somebody a bunch of money to like get you magazine interviews or get you, you know, and at this point, the amount of money that I have to invest in somebody to like, uh, like a, a publicist, for mm-hmm. example, to go out and like, oh, get me interviews with all these different people that really, you know, it's great. It's good to say. It's nice to show on your, you know, on your post and stuff. Hey, I did an interview with Rolling Stones. That's cool. You know, but honestly, the amount of money you put into that is like more than you spend to like make the record. Right. So, yeah. And so, <laughs> so at this point, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I just don't think it's it's worth the investment. And to have right. somebody, you know, people want, you know, $2,000 a month to promote your record and maybe get you like some airplay on radio these days. Well, are you going to get that back in sales? And maybe it's like, maybe you won't. You know, I don't know. It's like, yeah. And I, and I would think, you know, doing podcasts and stuff, you're going to get directly to people that want to hear your stuff yeah it's it's a little bit more intimate and it's a little grassrootsy and it's like fans talking to their artists that they like and supporting it and it's also you know we're all helping each other out it's a community it's like musicians help out podcasters podcasters help out musicians so it it's kind of a fun like hey we we don't have any money but we're gonna go out and do what we can to get it all out you know yeah man yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm I'm so glad to see it. I'm so glad it came out. You know, right a great Thank album. You. Where can people get it? So, uh, Mark Knight and the unsung heroes.com, um, is our website. Um, there you can buy, you know, I've got posters out. I got bang tango picks that signed from 2020. I've got the CD and all my catalog of CD and merch. So, that's that's the uh that's the link um you know it's all on the streaming it's on spotify it's on itunes it's on amazon it's on youtube you know um those things if you don't want to like buy an actual cd or sign cd you can get it there um but but anything physical like you you hit up the website and you can get that there okay i'll make sure to get that link down in the show notes of the podcast. Yeah, I, I sent it to you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So I'll cool. put that in there. But all right, Mark. Um, what do you say we play one more song to head out? Hell yeah. Which one do you want me to play? You pick this play, one. Uh, I'll play Wise Choice. Got to go with that. <laughs> all right. We're going to play <laughs> Wise Choice. All right, man. All right. We'll talk. Peace out. All right. See you. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. She 
all go south, make a wise choice. He goes left, that's all right, it's a wise choice. It's like the ink in the skin, it's there in the end, wise choice. Like the spike in the track, there's no going back, wise choice.
That's all for this week. Join us next week for another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.